Hey, welcome to Awkward Talk. I'm Jaron Weatherly. Welcome back to the podcast. A couple house cleaning things. Uh, we took a week off. Uh, we're back. It was a nice refresher. Um, don't really have anything to plug. I know that Jamie and Gina, who were last week's guests, have a gig coming up soon. Let me just check on their website real quick. Um, they've got a gig. Let's see. just want to plug them. Uh... They've got a gig coming up at in December, I believe. At American, yeah, December thirteenth at American Brewer, um, Box and the Bear, Jamie and Gina. That is going to be at seven to ten p.m. Thursday, December thirteenth. Uh, they were last week's guests, so thank you for having them on. All right, this week's guest, we got Matt Hughes. What's going on? A guy that I've gotten to know a little bit and. I'm glad to have him on the podcast. I think he's really cool. And uh, we've been to three movies together. Yeah, I've only known right. you, like, what, a month and a half? Yeah, I think so. It's pretty crazy. Anyway, pretty we're going to talk and get to know him and all the stuff that he loves. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Awkward Talk. Hit the theme song. Welcome to Awkward Talk. I'm Jaron Weatherly. Matt, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good. I'm glad that you came on the podcast. Yeah, no problem. Have you ever done a podcast before? I have not. This is my first okay. one. Okay, don't worry. Literally, all we do is talk. It gets real chill. Cool. So, okay, just like, I know you, but I don't know you. Mm-hmm. So, I want to know you, and okay. I want the audience to know you. The audience of, like we always say, uh, up in the millions, but <laughs> we're, Yeah. Who are you? Where'd well, you grow up? What what where'd you go to school? Just the general kind of what's your origin story? Alright, well, like you told your audience, my name is Matt Hughes. Um I was born and raised here in Chesapeake, Virginia, um, right down the road. Um all my life I've been homeschooled. We through the age of I wanna say eleven, um through the rest of high school, I did a co-op at okay. my church. Okay, I was about um, to ask that, yeah, co-op. Yeah. So it was through your church then, yeah. too? Okay, I that's mean, cool, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it was called Enrichment back in the day, and then they changed it to Centerville Homeschool Academy, okay. Shaw, for short. Okay. It was pretty fun. Yeah, my cousins a, It wasn't are... a big co-op, but, I mean, my best friends did it, so it yeah. was fun. My cousins are in a co-op as well, so I kind of, I've got, I get a little bit of a taste of that world. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so you, through that experience is like, because every time I've talked to people that are homeschooled, I always am interested, like, how are they going to school their kids? Right. So obviously, you know, how old are you? I'm 18. Okay. So obviously you're not thinking about, you know, having kids right now. Right. I hope you're not thinking about that. <laughs> no. But um, what, what is, I always like to ask homeschool people, like, what, what are you going to do with your kids when you, you know, when they're into getting into schooling and stuff well homeschooling is interesting because there's two sides of it one side is uh, homeschooling like me and my friends Mm -hmm. like we did at our church at the co-op and we're not you know it's not like we haven't seen the sunlight in seven days because we've been inside you know doing our homeschooling but we're we're socialized and we're 
just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people say that we don't look or act like we're homeschooled, but we are, or we were. Mm -hmm. And then the other end of the spectrum is the kids that are 100% homeschooled. Yeah. Wake up at 1130, do do math in their PJs, and then... (laughs) Yeah. Drink hot chocolate or whatever. (laughs) And that's not us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is those two... And I've seen it just through people I've known and stuff, the way that you've got those two sides. It's the ones that are, you know, that are still there, still in the world, you know, they're not super sheltered. And then there's some that are, like, extremely sheltered. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it all depends on the parents, honestly. I definitely wouldn't want my kids to be... Super sheltered. Super sheltered. Not that yeah. there's anything wrong with that. That's good. no. There's nothing wrong. A lot wrong of with cases. That. Um, it's. I think it just depends on it person by person, right? Thing and, um, but you. So yeah, and I. I think it also depends on your spouse as well. Like in what whatever job you're right, holding. Yeah. Like what are you, what are you interested in? Like what do you want to do for a living? Um. Well, right now I work with a company called Integrity Auto Specialists. Mm-hmm. And what that is... First plug of the podcast. <laughs> it's a uh, uh, auto restoration company. Okay. And so we go to different lots, different dealerships, and we typically work on their used cars, uh, pre-owned vehicles. And, you know, if they have scratches or dents or they just need paint work on the mm-hmm. bumper, we'll fix that. We'll yeah. do that for them. And so it's a pretty good gig. Um, so I wouldn't mind doing that. Um, as a career, but mm-hmm. I also wouldn't mind being a rock star. <laughs> Those are two very different, yes, like life plans. And well, because well, we were going to get into that in a minute. But uh, before we get into that, I kind of want to. What, what's your? Uh, we're two young guys, so it's this is a boring question, but you know, it's the stuff you got to think about. What are you making at your job right now? Like, what is your? Hey, are you on minimum wage, or is there a little bit of a bump, or what is it? Ten dollars exactly? an hour. Ten dollars an hour. Yeah. Okay. And I work it, full time. Okay. How many hours a day? Um, typically around eight. Yeah. So. You work every day? day, five days a week. Okay. And then, wow. I mean, sometimes if we, if there's not a lot of work to do. Yeah. Um, at the lot, then we'll only work three hours or four mm-hmm. hours, and so yeah. we'll get off by noon, um, and then my boss. He's pretty cool. He'll just say, pay yourself for a full day. Yeah? <laughs> and so wow, that's nice. Get the extra hours. That so is, it's a pretty sweet gig. That's pretty nice. Yeah, it's. I know the minimum wage is different within different states. In right. Florida, it's 7 bucks, I think. And Oregon is 12 And here, it's like... I want to say seven twenty-five. Yeah. But I'm not sure. I've been looking on... Because I've been job searching, too. I'm looking at working at either a... a looking in teaching... Working mm-hmm. with kids or working in the parks department uh, here. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Uh, are you a Parks and Rec fan? Heck yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Let's talk about it right now. All okay, right. How, uh, Parks and Rec. I think, and I know this is going to be controversial, but I think it's better than The Office. I think Parks and Rec is better than The Office. I honestly have no idea where I stand on that argument because I watched Parks and Rec first, mm-hmm. um, and I loved it. And then I watched The Office, and I loved The Office, so they were kind of equal. Yeah. And then, but I'm thinking, like, The Office came first, so there wouldn't be a Parks and Rec. 
without the office. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I might be leaning towards the office, but I don't know. Parks and Rec is... This is how I great. determine it. Well, one, did you watch The Office when it kind of hit a hit a pop culture thing again in the within the young people? Like, only just a couple years ago, everybody started re-watching The Office on Netflix. I just watched it within this past year. Okay, so, that yeah, within that time. It, okay, yeah. Um, I watched it... And you're not gonna you're gonna think, well, how is that even possible? But uh, I watched a major uh, not a majority of it, but I I was watching it back when it was on TV because mm-hmm. even from a young age, I was I'm obsessed with comedy, so I yeah. love I yeah. love that world. And so I was watching it when it was on TV. I actually, watched the last episode when, actually when it originally aired. Same actually, um, I never and, watched it on TV, but then we watched the last episode yeah. when it aired. And um, but then I saw Parks and Recreation and. It was like the way that I think that show is better than The Office is because The Office, which has got great writing, um, the characters, uh, apart from like Michael, Pam, Jim, and Dwight, the rest of them kind of are similar archetype of characters. And Parks and Rec, every character is distinctly different. And they're all so funny. Yes. And you can tell exactly their personality. They're exactly. also very different. So that's yeah. what I think makes that show better. Yeah. The last couple... When Michael leaves the office, those seasons aren't oh. as great. Yeah. The no first way. season of Parks and Rec is not great. Right. Is not great. They finally found their stride within the second right. season and then on, and it just grew. And I, I think it's a brilliant show. I, I it's This great. is so funny. Because I think it's a little bit... I think The Office is too... Is, is, got that base in reality but then parks and rec has one foot out of reality at some point mm-hmm. and i think that's what makes it really funny yeah but i i, I think that's i think both shows are really fantastic i don't know if you've ever heard of community okay, it's about these people that go to a community college that show is brilliant really that show i think is the funniest out of the three it the the writing in that show is so funny and they 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 are so meta they know that the show one character like always comments on like what's happening in the show and if it's like feels like a repeat episode and the rest of the characters are like, dude, this is not a TV show. Right. I think that's what makes it funny. But you know, I think that's just a. I think comedy is all subjective. I think it's the one genre mm-hmm. where you anybody can like anything. Yeah. What what kind of shows are you are you watching any shows right now or movies? What what are you really into in that regard? Um, I'm not really watching any shows right now. Um, I'm not the kind of person that, you know, will just binge through an entire show in mm-hmm. a week or something. Yeah. Um, but shows I have watched, I grew up watching Monk on USA. Okay, yeah. And that was my first show. I love that show, still do. And then Psych. Yeah. Psych holds a special place in my heart. I, I have a bunch of really good friends that love that yeah, show. that's a great one. Um, Lost, Breaking Bad. I love Lost. Um... Just a bunch of shows like that. Have you seen Better Call Saul? I've seen some of it. Okay. Um, I think it's on... Yeah, it is on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I watched um, it on Netflix. Yeah, that show, um, Better Call Saul... I, I haven't seen Breaking Bad yet. Oh, really? So, because I purposely... Better Call Saul takes place before. Right. And so I was like, I'm going to watch that first and then watch Breaking Bad. Okay, Smart. And I really like... Better Call Saul. Um, it's still it's, it's still going. It's still going. On, right? Yeah, I think okay. it's in its fourth 
season now. Okay. Fourth or fifth. I can't remember exactly. But, um, it, yeah, you should check it out. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's really good. It's the same guy that wrote the Breaking Bad. He's right. doing this one. And it, it, it's really good, and that character is yeah. fun to follow, too. Yeah, Saul, he's, he's great. Yeah. Um, and he yeah. started out in comedy, too. So he was a writer on SNL for a little bit. That's cool. So, yeah, you yeah. should definitely check that out. But I love Lost. I yeah, finished it Lost yet, is pretty cool. I feel like the ending. Don't was... don't spoil it. Oh yeah, I haven't finished it, it yet. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, I know it's con- that ending is not very liked by don't expect my much. parents. <laughs> my parents didn't like it when it, they when me and my brother were little before my sister was born. They watched the show, mm-hmm. and, we, and we would just always hear them talking about it. And then one day they showed me it, and I was just like sucked in. Yeah. I'm a big JJ fan, so like right. I love watching that. And then. You know, they, I know, I remember when they were, like, talking with people, like, they were not happy about the ending. So, I think somebody spoiled it for me once, but I don't really want, I don't want to know for sure until yeah. I actually watch it. But, again, I'm, that show, I think, is awesome. I yeah. think it's one of the best shows on TV, and I think we're really in a good golden age of television. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Coming out with some good stuff. Yeah. Well... You don't care about television, you care about music, so let's talk about music. All right. So for the audience of five, we're going to go ahead and talk about music, and I want you to just, like, I've said this to every one of my guests, just spew, just go. Not, if it, I don't know if you want to, if you rant, you can rant, I don't care what you do. Talk about what you love. Our last, uh, two guests ago, we talked about heavy metal music. Talk about the music that you love, what inspired you, what you do, what, why you love that music. Just go. Just yeah. like you're preaching a sermon on why music is so important to you. Okay. Um, where do I start? Um, I'm going to try not to ramble and... No, please ramble. No, the, no. Nobody cares. All right. The ones that are listening are only here because of you. So they, <laughs> okay. they can care less about what I think. So go ahead and, go ahead and talk because I know the people that, are, people that are clicking on this want to hear what you have to say. That's why I brought you on. If I didn't, I, if I didn't want to talk to you, I wouldn't have brought you on. So go yeah. ahead, okay. ramble away. All right. So I was raised um, by my father and mother, Eric and Marie. Um, Love them dearly. My my dad, Eric. He um, he grew up in a musical family. He played guitar and he could sing, and he played the piano and then my uncles played bass and drums and you know whatever and so they became musical and then they were in a bunch of different bands um when they got older even a band called the new attitude band and they released some stuff and traveled and played i don't know cool stuff like that Mm -hmm. and so my dad kind of is at the is at the middle he's kind of the cornerstone i guess of my somebody that was influential to me right. getting into it. Right. And so growing up, I think Switchfoot as a kid was my favorite band. Yes. Because you know they're hundred percent agree. They were rock. They're everybody's I favorite. love that band. Yeah. I love that they're great. I can't wait for the new album. Yeah. I love that what they're putting out. Yeah. And then um, as I got older, I think I was about twelve or eleven. I'm not sure. I started um, playing the drums and we my brother had this drum set that he got for one of his birthdays and it was mm-hmm. it wasn't anything special it was just I don't know 
probably worth like 50 bucks, something like that. Um, really cheap drum set. And so I started to play on it, and I really wanted to like get better and learn how to play. Um, and so I would start listening to Switchfoot mm-hmm. um, and play with them at the same time. Just get yeah, on an yeah. iPod, find the beautiful Let Down album, and just try to play those songs, which at that time was the hardest thing in the world. And yeah. now I'm like, I could, I could play that like, <laughs> I could play that so easily now. Yeah. So it's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's that when you started. You say twelve. Yeah. Okay. What grade were you in? Oh. Um, I don't know. I was homeschooled. Just kidding. Oh, okay. Um, I guess like fifth. Yeah, that's when I started too. Yeah. I've been yeah I've been playing since fifth grade too. Yeah, and so I would play to Switchfoot, and then I would play to some Coldplay off of their yeah, X and yeah, Y yeah. album, um, and then I was just going through our iPod, my family's iPod, and then I stumbled across this band. Band. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. They're called U Two. Oh, and I don't think I anybody guess in our audience big. has heard of that band. I'm not sure. And so if they haven't, then I don't know why they're listening to this. <laughs> so I stumbled across some of the, their songs that we had on our iPod, and I went to this song called Vertigo. And Vertigo was a the first track off of their album they released in 2004 called How Did This Mantle and Atomic Bomb, mm-hmm. and it's a freaking sweet song. Yeah. Um, great when they play it live it's just, it's it's great um, and so I heard that one and I'm like I gotta learn how to play that and so I plugged in my headphones and I figured out the main beat and I figured out what he was doing for the verses and for the chorus and you know for the solo and for the bridge and all of that stuff and I would just I would just jam to that song mm-hmm. and then the next song would come on and it's called Miracle Drug and um, that's a pretty fun song too on drums for you know, a beginner, mm. and so I played that song, and then the next song I would play, and then the next song I'd play, and so I found myself just playing the drums to the entire album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, these guys, these guys are good at what they do. Yeah. And so, and they're like, one, like I've always think I've always been annoyed by the fact that bands don't turn up their drums in the in their albums. Yeah. And I feel like U2 is a band that. Yeah, acknowledges that the instruments are there so that yeah. they allow them to, you to hear them. Right. And so, you know, after playing along to that entire album, How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb, I, w- I just found all the other U2 stuff we had um, on that iPod. And we had a good amount, and so I just started listening to all of it, and I fell in love like that. Yeah. So I was just hooked love on Love at first... Hearing, I don't know how that's exactly go, but yeah, but yeah, and so that started a the YouTube craze. Exactly, I don't even know how to explain it. But you are a diehard. I'm, I'm addicted. I'm a diehard. I'm I'm crazy. I know, dude. That's awesome, <laughs> bro. It's and I I feel like I I kind of experienced this on um like because I'm a movie, I'm a diehard movie yeah. guy, so. When I was a little, when I was younger, you got bullied for being a nerd. Yeah. Now it's like awesome to be a nerd and yeah. to love what you love. Exactly. And so I think that's awesome that you are a diehard YouTube fan. And yeah. I really love them too. I'm not. I'm not 
I don't know as much as you do, right. but I, 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 I can you feel know, that you know passion. You know a pretty good amount. Uh, yeah, I mean, not, not as much. You know, like, I know maybe one-fifth. You know all-fifths of it. So <laughs> That's true. You are like, and especially the conversations we've had, because what were we talking about that one time? I said, oh, the free album. When they put out their free, oh, yeah. when they let their album go on iTunes for free. Everyone was getting mad at that. I was like, what are you talking about? I got a free album. Exactly. I get a free album. I was like, I'm not complaining. And it was a good album, too. Yeah, it was a really good album. How long ago did they put out their most recent album? Um, a year ago today. I kid you not. Really? Dang, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I want them to put out another one. Well, I want to see them in concert. I almost went and saw them in concert. Oh, You've yeah. seen them. How many times have you seen them? I've seen them five times in concert. Oh, my goodness. First time I saw them, it was in... Uh, it was New York City, uh, Madison Square Garden oh, in 2015, goodness. and I went with my friend, my best friend, his dad, and his sister, and that was a great time seeing them perform. Crazy. What year? Me away. What, what year do you think that was? 2015. 2015. Okay. Yeah. So what? So you've been to five within the past three, three, two years. Yeah. Wow. That uh, that is passion. That's passion. Compared ah. to some of the people I've met, though. Yeah. They've gone to. There's some people that have gone to every single one of their... I'm sure there's got to be somebody that's gone to every single one of their shows. Because hmm. you know there are those fans that travel with oh, them. Oh, yeah. I know fans that have been to every single concert within the past three tours. Oh, my goodness. That's that's that's, a, like that's that. commitment and yeah. a lot of money. Oh, heck yeah. I don't know where traveling. you come up with the money. Know, yeah, where do you come up with that? Maybe, yeah. maybe there's like a... Maybe they're selling the t-shirts or something. Who knows what they're doing, but... <laughs> They're doing something. They're doing something to get, well, hopefully legal. Probably, you don't know, you never yeah, know. I met, I met so many interesting fans who've been oh. to at least 100 concerts, and then some of them have been to their shows back in 1982. Oh, my goodness. And, like, they would play their show, and then they would wait, like, 30 minutes, and then Bono, and then the band would just, like, come out and sit on stage, you know, drinking their beers and just talk to everybody. Can you imagine being and like, one of those persons, those I know. people that was there before they were big? Like, it was Bono before he was Bono, and it was YouTube before they were YouTube. Like, you kind of, you probably wish, like, I wish I could be part of that group. Oh, heck yeah. If you, if they, if you got offered a, today a job to be a roadie for them, would you take it? Absolutely. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. That would be, be a good, that would be a good gig. Yeah. You should, you should see if they're looking for roadies. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe. Maybe that. Who knows? But um, I've I've I know somebody that has worked with Bono, really within the film industry that's met with him before. And okay. Said he's a real good, really cool guy. Yeah, I've met him too. Yeah, you have. Very Talk about that. All right. Um, okay. This so is, this is fascinating for our audience to hear. By the way, if you want to send us free money. I just want to promote the podcast real quick. If you want to send us free money, uh, that'd be very helpful because we can only ever post three podcasts at a time. So, oh, uh, warning. Uh, if you want to listen to Jarrison Honeycutt's podcast, you better hurry up before I post this one, okay? And by the time I post this one and you're hearing this, it'll be too late. So just uh, enjoy the, the podcast while they're uh, alive. If you really, really, really want to listen to one that's not available on Spotify anymore, just go ahead and email me, um, and we can, I can send you over the link for the extended. 
cuts of the podcast, but yeah, that's a little housewarming thing or whatever. All right, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, what were we talking about? Podcast? No, we were talking about YouTube. Meeting Bob. You met, you met Bob. Bob. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and talk about that. All right, so um, this was in Boston for my fifth concert, <laughs> which was uh, the last time I saw them, so... Um, my dad and I drove up to Boston, and we keep talking, keep talking. Okay. we drove up to Boston. And I'm trying to remember the chain of events. Uh, we got there like a day before the concert, and uh, we had general admission tickets, which are, um, you know, for the floor. And so mm-hmm. you get there early, you get a good spot. So we were there the day before. And I was like, hey, Dad, you want to just run the line? Like, run the general admission line for all the people? Um, and he's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And so um, we started doing that. And then, um, you know, people that had done it before started coming out and helping us. So point of that story is we were there early. We were there before. And How, how early were you there? We got there um, the day before the concert. Um so over 24 hours before the wow. concert. Wow, and did yeah. you wait in line that long? No, we or didn't. No, no. Um, we I were helping like, out. Yeah, we help, We ran the GA line. Uh-huh. And so there's hundreds of people that we were in charge of. And that was insane. Um, that's a really long story. But anyways, we were... The, the day of the concert, we were waiting. And at, at around 3 or 4 is when the band typically rolls in with their, you know, police escort, motorcade, mm-hmm. you know, sirens wave and everything. You know, they arrive and they drive in. And so the first car, you know, nice, luxury, I forget what kind of car it was. Royals, Royal, Ro- Ro- how do you say it? Rolls Royce. Royals, nah, crap, I didn't say that. <laughs> Rolls Royce. Yeah, there we go. Maybe. I always, I always thought, thought that was a watch for that little really? side note. Yeah, I thought it was a watch for it a sounds long like time. it could be a watch. Rolls Royce. What kind of watch do you have? Oh, a Rolls Royce. See? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a watch. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. You're good. Anyways, first car pulls in, and it just goes, you know, straight past us. And, you know, that's probably the bass player, the drummer. And we're like, all right, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next two cars pull up, and they're big, like, Escalades or something yeah. like that. And then one... One pulls up right, not right in front of us, but um, I'd say about 10 yards past us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's we're all gated off, and there's like at least 300 people out there trying yeah. to meet you two. And so it parks like 10 yards past us. Mm-hmm. And then I see a guy get out, and since I'm such a huge YouTube fan, yeah. I know that that is... The Edge's bodyguard. The yeah. Edge is the guitar player. You even know their bodyguards? Oh, heck yeah. Oh, my goodness. And so I'm like, that's the Edge getting out right there. And then, sure enough, the Edge gets out, and he starts making his way down. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I shake his hand. I'm like, it's nice to meet you. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to <laughs> yeah. say. You're I'm, just, I'm just blown away. I'm just, yeah. like, taking pictures of them. I'm on my phone. I just I just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so then he goes past us, and he's meeting everybody else. And then um, a few minutes later, Bono yeah. starts making his way down the line. And um, 
he gets to us, and I'm like, hey, Bono, it's nice to meet you. I, I can't remember what I said, mm-hmm. if I even said anything at all. But, you know, I was taking pictures of him, mm-hmm. and then I, I'm constantly kicking myself because I should have just said, like, Bono, can I have a picture with you or something? Yeah. Because, like, I got a selfie of me when he's just, like, walking by. And it's kind of cool, but if, like, I had, like, a real, my arm yeah. around Bono and he was looking at my camera and yeah, he took a yeah. selfie, that would have been, my life would have been complete. Yeah. And so, he passed by, I shook his hand, shook Bono's hand, and then, um, I was like, alright, that was pretty sweet, I just met Bono mm-hmm. in the edge. And, uh, Bono was really brief, he had to go inside to the venue, yeah. um, to do whatever... Bono does. Yeah. And so he was really brief. He They didn't sign anything because there were so many people there and they, they didn't have a lot of time. So Bono just went by everybody really fast and then went inside. But mm-hmm. the Edge, the guitar player, he stuck around for a while and he made his way to the other end of the line. And I was like, you know, I made the mistake with Bono not getting a good selfie. So I want to go back over and kind of nudge my way yeah. to the rail as he's walking by, and I'm like, I, I kind of want to meet him again. <laughs> yeah. And so I go over, and sure enough, I shake his hand again. I'm like, hey, Edge, can we get a picture? And he's like, yeah, sure, sure. And so then I got a selfie with me and him, and I got a selfie with him and my dad, and it was just an unbelievable experience. Mm-hmm. And then a few hours later, we were front rail as they were playing to 30,000 people. That's incredible. Yeah. Crazy day of my life. You can, like, and I love the way you tell it because if you know you're a true fan because you can, you're telling it and I can visualize all of it happening. That's fascinating. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, I think people, I've always heard people talk about getting starstruck. Yeah. And when you're such a fan, you're like, it, it, you forget that, like, oh, these are like regular people like right. me. Yeah. It's weird because they're so big. Yeah. But, but it's actually, that balance of like realizing like, oh my goodness, that he's like a real person. I'm really yeah, talking like, to him. This dude went to high school. Yeah. In Dublin. This dude He's got uh, like, he's got hands like me. He's yeah. got like ears, you know. I mean that's obviously humans yeah. got that stuff, but it's like you realize like, oh my goodness, this guy is real he did he, right he was a kid at one point and he's not just a voice on my in my, my yeah on my phone on my iphone he's not yeah. just a guy performing on my tv he's yeah. like right there in front of me and he and he gets starstruck oh because you're like oh i don't know what to say yeah I and and i feel, i wonder is there like a little bit of fear in a sense not like fear like of being like super afraid but just like nervousness of like oh what if he's not what i think he is and because I've heard people say, like, they, you know, they always say, never meet your heroes. Right. And so, like, for you, what, has that ever been, like, a thing where you were worried, like, oh, what if I meet them and they're not what I think they are? Right. Well, this isn't going to make sense, but Bono is Bono because he's, he's Bono. Bono. That like, makes what you see sense. is what you get. Yeah. He's just straight authentic. up. Authentic. Authentic. A really nice dude. Um, you know, if you're not bugging the crap out of them, which some people do. Yeah, and that's where you kind of like, yeah, and it makes sense that sometimes celebrities react the way they do because they get bugged every day. Yeah, and he's just so genuine, so nice. He 
he would just like shake her hand and you know for some of these people some woman would like tell him like some stories or just how much he means to them mm-hmm. and he gets told that every single day every yeah. time he goes out in public people are just like oh Bono mm-hmm. you yeah. mean the world to me but like every after like every time I saw that happen he just had a like really sincere look on his face and he was just he was just like wow that he like he's like you mean the world to me you know mm-hmm. it's kind of what he was saying yeah but they were just so nice yeah and the edge was even nicer yeah i i i've always looked just kind of seen watching interviews with them and seeing how yeah. I, i'm fascinated with how people react like i feel like if you're in the business then you've signed up for that kind of attention so you've got yeah. to be gotta real about it yeah, yeah. And, you know, I always, I look at it that way, too, especially with the field I'm going into. I want to be that kind of, yeah. you know, there's some kid out there that is going to look at me the same way that I look at Steven Spielberg or J.J. Abrams right, with yeah. the same admiration. So I want to be that kind of guy that's like, takes him aside and be like, and talks to him, makes him feel good, you know. And I feel like yeah. that's what we're called to as Christians as well, because mm-hmm. it's those little moments of like being real for sure, that yeah. draw people to be like, oh, this, I, I want to be a part of something like this, you know? Yeah. And it's an experience. I think that that's what humans really grasp onto yeah. is the experience part of it. And I think, you know, obviously you talk about the five concerts that you've been to and then the music, it's like an experience. Right. And you want to be involved in that experience and then share with other people how, you, how that experience affected you so yeah. that they can get a little bit of the taste that you had. Their entire tour this past tour, um, was called the Experience Tour. Okay, yeah. yeah. And they're, you know, they're taking you through an experience, the experience. Their experience. That's my dad's favorite thing to say. We always joke around with it, but he's like, it's all about the experience. We like raking leaves and be like, Dad, I don't want to do this anymore. we be like, it's all about the experience. <laughs> yeah, that's so, it, I, I think that's an important factor. Yeah. And it's funny that that's the name of their yeah. tour this, this time, this go around. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad it, it's cool to have somebody on that like we've talked a lot about music especially the past three episodes yeah and so I am a massive rock and roll fan heck yeah me too man I love rock and roll yeah I love eight, 70s 80s rock and roll in particular mm-hmm. um and, and so I know this might be this is might be another controversial thing not a massive Beatles fan same not a massive Beatles fan I, I appreciate them. what they do for yes. music um but not a massive Beatles fan. Um, I, I love um, uh, Boston yeah. and Chicago. Chicago mm-hmm. more. I love Chicago, uh, the band and the city. Hmm. But um, in regards to rock and roll, Aerosmith is like a like a big one. I love Aerosmith. Really? And then yeah. Queen. Queen's and awesome. I love Wayne's World. So like, yeah. and I did that skit for three years with my yeah. friend because I'm again I'm a big comedy fan so I studied right. SNL since I was a little kid and we would we I played Garth and my friend played Wayne and we would do the skits and yeah um we had so much fun doing that, that but that I sounds like fun through all of that like and my dad was in the second one too and so like the rock and roll like I just love that world he was in the second wind world yeah my dad was in the second one was he an extra yeah, okay. he, he, he was an extra. He lived in Hollywood for three years and worked. That's and pretty cool. He met a lot of people and yeah. who are all still there now I and are imagine, like yeah. big, big people yeah. in the industry who like we've seen recently. We saw them over the summer. 
yeah. and went and had uh, went over to one of his. He would he would say he would roommate with uh, a guy that works at Hot Wheels. Yeah, really awesome guy. And we yeah. went and hung out with their family. And yeah, um, yeah really good. It, it's that's another thing is like even in the music world, it's the connections that you make because always talk about right, networking yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So it, the people that you meet, you know, you got you network with them and you get to know them, and then later right. down the road, you know. Yeah, it's crazy, like all the, all the connections people can make, because you know the Hunts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their yeah, band. I've talked to them a bunch. Yeah. yeah. So they tour the nation. Um, they've released a few albums. They're an awesome mm-hmm. band, great friends. Um, but um, Justin Hunt, he did an internship this past summer. Mm-hmm. Um, in like Connecticut or one of those like northern eastern yeah yeah states whatever yeah and so he did an internship at a recording studio I believe and I don't know much about it um but he went to some gig or something like that mm-hmm. and a producer named Daniel Lanois was there okay and so he called me and it was on a Saturday morning. Justin called me, and he was like, Hey, Matt, you know a guy named Daniel Lanois? And I was like, Heck yeah, I know Daniel Lanois. Because Daniel Lanois uh-huh. was one of the producers for U2 for okay. albums like The Unforgettable Fire and Octung Baby and wow. all that stuff. So it's just, like, crazy. Like, they're a band from Chesapeake, Virginia. Yeah. Who's heard of Chesapeake, Virginia? You know, no nobody. one. I didn't even know... About all this stuff in Virginia. Yeah. You know what I, what I found out the other day? Sorry to interrupt, but the... You're good. Pharrell is from yeah, he's here. from Virginia Beach. His parents live... His parents live... Like, that way. Yeah, they <laughs> live right... Actually, they live right next door to somebody that goes to my church. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So anyway, it's just a family band from Chesapeake, Virginia, you mm-hmm. know, just touring the nation. And yeah. And you know, get they have connections from a studio and... They have connections with the producer for YouTube. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. All that and, kind of stuff. And people, so, honestly, this is how it works. And this is how it works in the film industry as well. If you have the, the talent and if you are respectful and nice, yeah. you're going to get far. Yeah. They don't care about grades or <laughs> anything. I, I, and yeah. I, that's why I did not like high school. I was a B average student. Um, I was a normal kid. I didn't. I but I was so like. I would rather be. I'm. I was. I. I was super. I was the only filmmaker at my school, so I was super involved in making videos all the time. Yeah. And I, me and my friends, um, you know, a bunch of my guy friends, all made it a YouTube channel and mm-hmm. ended up getting over. What was it? The last time I checked, it was like eight hundred thousand followers. Wow. And we just did stupid stuff like reacting to movie trailers. <laughs> and then we got featured on the Star Wars YouTube channel really? for reaction reaction trailer. That's so and cool. And then we got... I made a spoof trailer of Star Wars mm-hmm. and the director of Last Jedi t- commented on it. Really? And then I talked to... I don't know if you know who Edgar, Edgar Wright is. I do know. Shaun of the Dead, Baby Driver. Does he direct those? He's a, yeah, okay. the director of those. He wrote Ant-Man. Um, okay, cool. Him and then the director of Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, and Fallout. Mm-hmm. I talked with them on Twitter. So That's awesome. And then the guy that does the music for all of JJ's movies and uh, all the, a lot of the Pixar movies my, and Lost. 
mm-hmm. Michael Giacchino, he I talked with him on Twitter too. So, That's so it's cool. all about those like little like right interactions. Yeah, and, the coolest things. And it's when you yourself step out to do that. Yeah. So him, you know, taking the internship and you know that's a step he took and then meeting somebody through that interaction and like yeah. that atmosphere, it, it sticks with you. And yeah. you know, the yeah. people that you meet, you know, you think about them later down the road. Like I'm yeah. my, the friends that I am really close to, I don't have like, a, I, I'm really friendly with everybody, but mm-hmm. I only have a couple very close friends. Um, I try to keep them in as involved as I can whenever I'm working on a project, yeah. I'll like feature their last name in a video or I'll put their uh, picture or somewhere in the set or I like to I like to remember people and so that it's those people that you come in contact with because they'll remember you later down yeah. the road if you made a good impression yeah so that's yeah. what I'm saying if you want to be a roadie it you could be a roadie it's possible just because I, would I, have know, to, I know you and I know the way that I would have to put aside the crazy fanboy and put on my yeah. professional face. Yeah, that that's definitely trust me man, I know how that is. I but that would be really when I'm cool. when I was in Hollywood over the summer and I'm going through the studios, I'm visiting the studios, there I always I, I dress nicer. Right. I put on a nice button down shirt, you know, nice pants, you know. Not like over the top, but I dress to impress because I'm like as much as I love this stuff as a fanboy, mm-hmm. I also want to, you know, believe an impression and meet people and talk. Right. And so it's that like you got to separate the two. Yeah. And that's why. And I've I've said this to a couple of people I'm uh, here at the school that are in our film division here. Yeah. You know, there's film fans and then there's filmmakers. Right. Film fans, you're they're out of the program within a year or two yeah because they don't have the drive to do and it's nothing wrong with being a film fan but if you're a film fan going into being a filmmaker and it's the same with music if you're a music fan but you don't have any willingness to learn music and the ins and outs yeah. of it then it's you're not going to last right but from you know you were you're a drummer of about the same as many years as I've been playing. Yeah, like six. Fifth, fifth grade, yeah. Something, yeah. Six? No, it's more than that. Eight. I think it's eight. Because if you've been playing fifth, what, what, what year are you? I started when I was 11. Okay. 19, so like seven years. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've been playing eight years. I'd, I'd go by school years because yeah. I would play in the as worship As a homeschooler, band. I go by age. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you know how to count nickels or something? What is that thing? You know how to separate money? Oh, somebody, (laughs) I met a homeschooler that like, they were like, or I was watching Tim Hawkins and he was joking about like how kids can break apart money. You can give them any kind of sense and they'll like break it apart and tell you how much it's worth. Like it's like 25 nickels and whatnot. I don't know what what that Hmm. equals, but like, uh, obviously not a dollar, but it's like, (laughs) they are like, know how to do all this like ins and out of math and whatnot. And that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, speaking of Tim Hawkins, are you? Listen to Hawkins or I have listened to John some Chris. of his stuff, um, but I don't really listen to Tim Hawkins at all. Uh, I've seen John Christ on 
Facebook mm-hmm. a lot, and I've, my dad has shown me some of his videos. Yeah. He's, he's a funny guy. I saw him when he was a nobody. Really? Yeah. Oh, and speaking of... I have of, a friend who just met him. Yeah. I, I, I went and stopped him, too. That was I, I was just trying to think. I was like, have I met anybody that I'm t- that was like... Made that's got you know a name or whatnot. whatnot. Mm-hmm. I met, I ran up to him afterwards because I he made a joke about he, this is back when I was living in Florida. He was an opener for Tim Hawkins, and so really? nobody knew who he was. And his shows now are sold out, all mm-hmm. his shows yeah. are sold out. But I went up and talked to him, and I was like, uh, he made a joke about uh, pastor's kids, and mm-hmm. I'm a pastor's kid, and then he made Same. a joke about Yuli, Florida. Mm-hmm. Which I was from, and he was doing like a Lion King thing because Yulee, Florida is like the hick town part of Florida. Really? And he was like, over there, there's Jacksonville, that's the kingdom we rule. And over there is Yulee, we don't go over there. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. Yulee was like, I lived 45 minutes outside of Jacksonville, right. so I commute in every day. But um, that that's another thing I want to talk about. So we've got the music thing in common. Right drummer thing in common which we still got to do our drum off sometime soon definitely um the what was i gonna say goodness gracious oh pastor's kid you're a pastor's kid yeah i'm a pastor's kid i've been all my life go let's go in because there's like a conception of pastor's kids that yeah there's two kinds of pastor's kids there's the ones that or there's probably three actually was probably multiple there's the hooligan pastor's kids that'll go outside and vandalize your car right while you're in church the, the ones rebels. That, yeah, the ones that'll get in trouble and talk in church. And then there's the the ones that are really stuck up about it. Yeah. And then there's the normal ones. Yeah. I feel like we're the normal ones. Yeah. I, I was thinking now, like nowadays, like I'm just, yeah, now, I feel like I'm just normal. Back when I was a little kid, when though, I, I was a, what were you like when you were a little kid? Yeah, I was the hooligan. I wasn't vandalizing cars, but I was, I was saying some not good things in Sunday school class. Yeah. I would get in trouble for talking in class. Even up into high I school, too, I would, get in, I would get in trouble for talking. I love talking. That's probably how I started the podcast. Yeah. But, uh, and probably why I'm a director, because I get to talk, but... Tell people what to do. Yeah. Well, it's even more than that. It's like, you get kind of creative control. True. So that's really nice. So, um, that's why I'll, up until now I've written... Well, even now, I'm the project... I'm doing... I'm directing a film on... Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Big, big, big production yeah. that I've been working on, and so I was. I'm the writer and director of that, and so a lot of the projects I do, I like. I write a lot, but because yeah. then you get full creative control because you know the story. Right. Um. But yeah, the talking. Like I was a little kid, I get in trouble for talking, and they'd send me out, and like, oh, uh, even into high school. Sometimes I mean, I've cleaned it up after middle school, mm-hmm. but occasionally I would be like talking and yeah. be, like getting in trouble and. Where was I? Oh, I was even in life group. I would be talking to somebody and be like, Jaren, we're trying to focus. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. But yeah, when I was pastor's kid, I was like a little kid. I was like a little... Yeah. I wasn't vandalizing cars either, but I was like... I was a little hooligan. Yeah. Yeah, I think same. I simmered out during like middle school. Yeah, same. When I started to go to that co-op I told you about earlier. Yeah. Just like, how are these kids talking? Like, they're... They're about to get in so much trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's funny the people that you meet. Yeah. Like, people think, oh, Christian schools are like, so, because I've been in Christian school my whole life. So it's like, people think, oh, Christian schools is so holy and, you know, everybody's (laughs) good. No. It's like, it's bad. People are bad. Doing drugs and cursing and just 
yeah all that stuff and you just gotta like yeah it's it's i everybody every app every little asset of life is like you're you're in contact with people that are doing it the right way and people that are doing it the wrong way yeah you kind of, it's that just learning to work with people like that yeah but so we've talked about the past what's the future look like for you um well are you planning on living in virginia beach for your your, your whole life or chesapeake i Virginia mean area yeah if my if all my friends are here mm-hmm. you know which you know the lord does what he does and so he might yeah nothing certain you know like friends could leave friends I, come and go so you know me, you I, never know but i understand that yeah i well. i mean i like it here i think it was voted like the third chesapeake is like the third most boring city <laughs> in really America. no joke that was like a that's funny that was like the talk here well i mean i wouldn't i i never have anything to do on the weekends so that might be true then <laughs> yeah i mean if your friends are here then it's pretty yeah. fun but i don't know there's even then my friends here are always busy. But it's like not some like farm town, I feel like. like it is. No, like I, love I love living here. I love living here. We're really, we're close to Virginia Beach, which is fun mm-hmm. in the summer at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have Norfolk and then we have Williamsburg, like mm-hmm. 45 minutes away. Which I had been, I've been to Williamsburg before. Colonial before I lived or, here. Yeah, Colonial yeah. Town, yeah. It's a pretty cool place. Yeah, it is. It's fun. Um, I, yeah. Vir- it, I, I love living here. It's a perfect mixture of it's big enough, small enough, yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Like, like, I'll be driving, I'll be like, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm in Florida again. Right. Um, I was in down, I drove to downtown Norfolk by accident on Thursday. I was driving to a Mexican restaurant, and I, I don't know what I did, but I took a wrong turn, and I ended up in downtown Norfolk. Oh, man. So, that was fun, but... I lived in Jacksonville, which is considered the biggest city land-wise in the United States. Okay. So I, people, when people go, oh, it's 15 minutes away. Oh, that's too far. I'm like, what are you talking about? 15 minutes is like two minutes to me. Yeah. And like, but um, I love this area. Because I'll be driving, I'll think, oh, I'm in, I feel like I'm in Florida. And then some yeah. parts I feel like I'm in Illinois again. Some right. parts I feel like I'm in Oregon. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, yeah. I'm one of those friends that's moved around a lot. Yeah. And it's going to happen again. So, it that, it's a, it's always, I kind of feel you on that level. It was just like that uncertainty. Like, I've always, I've always said, like a saying of mine's been like, always let God, you know, it's, it's okay to be, um, what did I, what was it? Oh, my goodness. I just can't believe I forgot. For, uh, it's not, it's, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And so, like, being in, like, a... I, I love change. It's probably why I'm, like, I like yeah. movies a lot because it's always, like, twists and turns. I, yeah. I love that stuff. And But I, I, I love change, and so I'm, like, you know, I only moved to Oregon in June. Right. And then I moved from there to here. here. And so, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a process. That's yeah. why I'm, like, thankful for guys like you and then, you know people at Redeemer and people here at the school like yeah. making me feel like part of your family because yeah, like no my family's on the other side of the United States so yeah. it it it's like I got like a family to come home to here yeah and that's awesome it, it yeah Glad to hear it. 
I'm glad that I get to be, you know, that you're letting me be involved and mm-hmm. getting to sit down and talk with yeah, you no and problem, just man. hear about what you love. That That's my favorite thing is to, I love talking to people and having conversations and finding out what they yeah. love. And I guarantee you, I promise you, if I ever get the opportunity to do some kind of project with you two, I'll, you're the first person I'll call up. I appreciate okay? it. You're the first person I'll call up, I appreciate and it. I'll have you be a creative consultant. And if like, that. oh, that's another question I was gonna ask. Do you, you know how we saw Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. Do you want to see a YouTube movie like that that tells the story of those guys? It would have to be. It would have to meet every single expectation. Every single like, expectation. I mean, it would have to tell the entire story. The entire I mean, Bohemian story. Rhapsody was two hours long. I think over two hours. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. And it was only it. It didn't cover It had little so backstory, it, yeah. And it just went from the beginning of yeah. Queen only to Live Aid, and it was two hours. Yeah. And it was it's hard. Packed full of it's only hard to cover. Songs. Would you rather see a miniseries, like an eight episode series, that can expand on the whole thing? I would rather have that because then they could fit more yeah. into it. Yeah. Because there's just would, so much. That would probably out. be the likely. I because television again is like I don't. Do you watch Stranger Things? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like that, I like that formula. I like I'm going into television first before mm-hmm. I go into film. Yeah. One because my fam, you know, when I have a wife and kids, like I want to make sure that I'm involved in their life and go into my, you know, son's yeah, games, yeah, that's good. performances, my daughter's dance recitals, whatnot. You know, I want to be involved when they're young and then, you know, when they get into high school and stuff, you know, start mm-hmm. doing films cuz when you're doing films, you're traveling all over the world, so you're right. gone and so I'm starting in te- one and I want I love television, so I like that format of like this is an eight-hour movie in a sense. Yeah. So I feel like probably with a miniseries, you could probably get it more, yeah. more developed, and I don't know who you'd cast though, because those guys. Yeah, me neither. All I know is in Bohemian Rhapsody, I saw, I saw you two, mm-hmm. like four guys dressed yeah, up as no, them. Yeah, you just showed like, me that. It's like five seconds. They just walked past. Yeah, um, Freddie Mercury at Live Aid. Was it the real band dressed as themselves, the real band. or was it actors? It was just actors. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I was mean, like, these guys don't look anything like them. But then I looked at Bono, and I don't know if it was the screenshot, and I was just like, that looks a lot like Bono yeah. in 1985. He um, <laughs> so that guy could yeah, definitely he play. he definitely has changed uh, over the years. Oh yeah, looks, voice. Yeah, he's I actually like, think he sounds better nowadays than he did. Their early, their super super early stuff is you can tell it's their early stuff. Right, and that's how every band is. You can yeah. always tell their early stuff. It's usually their middle stuff that's pretty, pretty much the best. Yeah, and that's it's usually like seventies, eighties, eight. Well, really, eighties is like. Well, what's your favorite era? You two. Oh gosh, I think mine's eighties actually. I would and, have to go and modern. With... The eighties is just all good. Um, early 90s, Octung Baby. Uh, that's awesome because it's totally different from anything they've ever done. Um, and then, like, 2000s is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Beautiful Day and Vertigo, just all that stuff. Yeah. And it's really spiritual, too. Yeah. Like, the album they came out with in 2001. Uh, all that you can't leave behind. It's like, mm-hmm. it's really good. There's a song called 
uh, when I look at the world, and it's all about Bono trying to see the world as Jesus sees the world. Wow. He's like, the song is like a conversation. He's just like talking to Jesus, and it's really cool. Yeah, I Sunday Bloody Sunday is probably one of my favorites. That's a really good one. Um, I just feel that when I re- when I listen to that, and yeah. I I'm I hope I hope that one day I can go to one of their concerts. I wish they were coming here sometimes. Let me tell you, I was feeling Sunday Bloody Sunday when I was five feet away from them when they were playing it to sixty thousand people. Oh, you mentioned that you were at a concert now, <laughs> huh? Crazy. Yeah, I bet you felt it. Yeah, you probably <laughs> physically felt it, actually. Heck yeah. Yeah, that's a fun thing about going to a concert is that you just feel it. You're in the atmosphere. Yeah. 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 Hopefully that stays intact. I hope it doesn't get ruined by, like, bad people. You know, I just, yeah. Hope That's like the entertainment. That in movie theaters is just like an escapism. Yeah. In theater, it's like an escapism. And so, yeah, that's what it's like. Yeah. But, well, man, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. Dude, I'm so happy that we it's could do awesome. this. It's been awesome. We went for 56 minutes. We'll that flew go by. longer by the time I wrap this up. Do you have anything to plug? We let our people plug. Whenever they come on, you plug, because we're, we're not getting paid, so just plug away. Do you have anything to plug? Nothing to plug. Well, where do you work? Do you want people to come to your job? and Integrity Auto Specialists, if you have a scratch on your car or something like that, um, call my uncle. He'll set you up. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Um, thank you for coming on. No problem. Thanks Dude, for having me. It's been awesome. It's been awesome. Did Good talk. Go, if you want to um, support uh, cats... I don't know why I'm plugging this, because one, it's not real, and I hate cats. Mm-hmm. The Hawaiian Society for Feline Friends, started by me and uh, Luke Hamilton of Jacksonville, or no, Yulee, Florida. Um, Luke Hamilton is a great guy. He's friends with my brother, and I were good friends with the family. We started a fake organization called uh, oh, uh, the Hawaiian Society for Feline Friends. It's cats that wear Hawaiian shirts. Um, we just encourage you to go and look up pictures of cats wearing Hawaiian shirts if you want to cheer yourself up and then donate to my podcast. So I get money, Matt, thanks for being on the podcast. No problem. We got, oh, hold on. Let me check my notes real quick. Who's on the, who's coming on, uh, tomorrow? Rebecca Orlando. That's a fun last name. Anyway, she's friends with Jacob, uh, who's going to be on the podcast next week. But Rebecca is coming on tomorrow. Stay tuned for that. See you all around. This has been Awkward Talk. I'm Jaren Wiley.